Hi, everyone. My name is Stephen Kilger. I'm the managing editor for Feeding Grain Magazine and the host of the Feeding Grain Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today as we dive deep into the issues affecting the feed manufacturing, grain handling, and allied industries. Today's episode is brought to you by the Bin Whip from Numat Systems. The powerful dual impact Bin Whip removes the toughest buildup and blockages in industrial storage silos without hazardous silo entry. Learn more today at binwhip.com. Today's episode is a throwback with Tim Krellkamp, president of Farmers Grain and Feed, and Glenn Schellinger, the mill manager, talking about their feed mill in Ellington, Wisconsin. This interview was actually turned into a cover story, but that just means that I had to cut out about 95% of what we actually talked about. In this interview, we talk about the building of a new feed mill versus the renovating of an old one, what a project like this means to the community, employee loyalty, and of course, some just general facts about their new feed mill. This was recorded in a working feed mill, so please forgive the amount of background noise you might hear during the interview. I really hope you enjoy it. And if you want to help out the podcast and are listening to this in a podcasting app, please rate us and please rate us and subscribe. If you're listening online, sign up for the Feeding Grain newsletter, Industry Watch, to see when the latest podcasts are posted and stay up to date with all the latest news from around the industry. Now, on to the show. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to talk to us today. We're really happy to be here. So why don't we start at the beginning? When did you guys decide that a new mill might be in your future? We bring in different people with different backgrounds to come and advise us. We, for each company, you see we have four different companies on the back of there. So we go through each one. Financials are part of it. But the other part is, what are you doing? How do we make it better? What did you think about? What didn't you think about? All that. So, But moving on from that, challenged us with more. How do we increase this? How do we do that? So what we've agreed to is, at the time, we need loadout bins. So we need manufacturing operating separately from logistics. Because what happens today is manufacturing will have a batch in the mixer, and it has to go right Right into a truck. So we have to have a truck sitting there to load that in. Well, if the truck isn't back, now you stop manufacturing. Glenn had a lot of great ideas. Let's get rid of the office, put loadout bins there, let's put them over here. And you know, we're on a postage size line there. So yeah. we have the lumber yard, we have the railroad, we have two roads. We just, we were done. The corporation owned this land already. We had okay. those grain bins out there. We had three bins and a dryer, wet bins out there already. So we thought, okay. Why don't we make this our center for the feed mill? And we started out with, well, we'll do it small and we'll just do some of the production up here and we'll do some down there. Sure. And we got further into the planning and says, oh, it doesn't make sense. Well, why don't we move it all up there? Well, why don't we just get a bigger mixer and we can do everything? Well, why don't we just add this on? And that's what we ended up with. Right. <laughs> and just can let's put that on. Let's put that on. No, here we are. So yeah. we felt it was the best thing to put all the manufacturing in one spot and make this as efficient as possible. And the accuracy with all these processes that are in place with repeat, it's just unbelievable. So what, you know, one stupid thing I'm getting off on a tangent here, but when there's product in the bin, those augers will start out, right? Delivering to the scales. And as soon as they get close to the target, they'll slow down. So if that auger is talking to the scale and it's supposed to be that way, if it's not, it's self-correcting continuously. So that software makes itself smarter. The more you use it, the smarter it gets. Mm. So the quality of this feed is going to be so much higher that there's no way we could have a good quality program at our old mill. You can't comply with the standards when you have so much hand activity going on. How do you catch those data points? You can't. Right. No, you can't. Here you're catching everyone. By the time we're done, are you familiar with Power BI? No. It's a Microsoft product, so it kind of measures you and it goes out to different systems and oh, okay. kind of pulls it all together and it gives displays it in the graph on the player, however you want to see it. But that's what we're going to have a bunch of dashboards out here because yeah. we have so many data points. If the information's captured, we can pull it 
end user to measure ourselves. Yeah, the data collection, I think, is the next big growth area in the industry overall. So it's it's great that you guys are kind of taking advantage of that. Yeah, so we're hoping, well, not hoping, we will. If you give us about a year, we'll have we'll have a whole bunch of dashboards that we'll be able to tell you how much uh, gluten we use and what the trend is. And it makes us smarter when we buy. Maybe right. July, we find out once we get some data there, it's like, well, July, we should never buy this type of product right. because it's always bad. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we'll learn something like that. Very cool. Can you give me a history kind of farmers grain and feed little history the Hess family started the co-op in 1913 the son got involved and I don't know if I have the years memorized they're there I just don't have them in my head I'll right be now. sending you a copy so you can <laughs> always double check so then grandpa or dad Hess got hit by the train in Allenton so the son took over and he was in his early 30s I'm sorry you brushed past you got hit by a train yes oh wow I don't know what he was doing but he did get hit and then Happy Dick Happy was the next one. So it was a co-op the entire time. So there was different managers who sure. had a majority stock share of it. And then before we bought, there was two people, Dave Schellinger, distant relation, and Terry Toysh. Okay. And they ran the place for probably 30 years. And then they wanted out. They were at retirement age. And my dad sat on the board of directors with them. And he says, you know, maybe we should buy that. You know what diversifies us? Because we had a trucking and warehouse company at the time. We should do that now. Uh, I don't know about that, but long story short, we ended up with it. And uh, here we are today. Uh, we're very, very happy from 2006 that we did jump in and do that. So a little history there. Um, so WB Holdings okay. has all those companies underneath it. So it started out with trucking. So my great-grandfather started in trucking in 1935 in Allenton. Okay. Right up the hill from the old big mill, a couple blocks up the hill. And he passed it off to his his son, which would be my grandpa, Okay. 1947. My dad bought it in 65 and then my brother and sister and myself bought it in 93 so it's four generations yes you said it was 2006 you guys got into the feed game yeah feed and implement it was farmers incorporated okay. so we split it out and the, the implement was on its own and grain and feed was on its own at that mm-hmm. point. so how many locations do you guys have then in total that kind of fall under your umbrella total yeah oh goodness um <clears throat> 23. So you're pretty big in this area then? Pretty big employer? and um, We have 550 employees total. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. And that includes California, New Jersey, okay. Milwaukee. So, well, we have warehouse company and WB Warehouse. Mm-hmm. So that has two locations, California and two in New Jersey. Okay. Okay. And is this your only feed mill? Do you guys have? That's the only one. So can you guys uh, tell me about the process a little bit? So once your grain or ingredient, your ingredients are dropped off, how do they kind of move through the mill and eventually make your final products? The receipt is a major, major bin cluster. Mm-hmm. Um, orders are taken at the front counter. Okay. Formulas are made, pushed into the automation system. When the, the um, uh, producer, the production guy wants to make that formula, he calls it up. Okay. And initiates it, sends it to the scales, scales it, pull, which pulls it out of bins. Blends it and puts it to a loadout bin or a bagging copper. Okay. To 
put into a final form. So you, so you guys are able to make feed almost on demand then, depending on what formula they want. Right. Excellent. Very cool. How, how long does that take? Here's here's the best way to explain it, and I'll step in here. We have no storage at the old facility, so the best way to handle everything is it's an emergency. So everything was an emergency. Yeah. Most everything. And if we got to get the mind change and saying, you know what, let's, let's do tomorrow's orders today. Yeah. So you said that this mill is four times as efficient as yeah. last one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It has the capability to be four times as... So how many tons do you guys produce a week? We were approximate um, 150. Okay. A day. A day? Yes. A day. Four cool. times that on the conservative side. Okay. Very we think cool. of everything is right. We could do more than that, but we want to be conservative. Like we discussed earlier, you're not integrated producer. You're not just doing four right. types where you can just pound it out right. over right. and over. Yeah. How is your How is your customer base handling this? Are they excited? Um, producers in this area are excited that we took the initiative to invest into their industry. They're excited about their industry, and it's always nice. Or they like it when someone else is just as excited as right. they are about what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Passionate, and certainly there's a lot of passion here. Yeah. With this team that works here, so there's 22 people, but. There's virtually zero turnover. Yeah, very cool. I mean, we, we just don't have people leaving us unless it's retirement or, or, or sickness or something like yeah. that. But other than that, people don't leave here. That's a big accomplishment because that's really rare. Yeah, it's, I know it is. Rare. And it's a smaller group, so there's only 20 right. of them. But, but still. But they're really <laughs> solid and they're all bought in. And that relates to the customer also when they're delivering. Somebody can tell that when somebody bought in, right? When, yeah. when you have a delivery person come, you know if they're just there to punch a clock or they're there because they really want to be there. Right. Would you say is your secret to getting your staff to buy into your mission? I would say a big part of it is their leader, which is fun. Kind of participate in it, otherwise why should I? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I would say that's a major part. Talk a little bit about the advantages to having a grain elevator on site too, that I know the pipe's not quite complete yet, but eventually you'll be able to pull over your bulk ingredients straight from the bins, right? Yeah, so a major portion of the feed is corn. So if we can move the corn over with a push of the button uh, and not rehandle it again, mm-hmm. not load it in the truck, move it over and dump it again, that's a huge savings. Efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. The big push to the, to the dairy industry right now is consistency. Cows like anybody like consistency. So dry corn going into a diet has last few years just kind of skyrocketed. And having corn that can be reclaimed to a feed mill without trucking it just by starting up some motors, the mill more efficient and the diets are more stable. When you you know you got the variations with corn silage and, and haylage ready, if you can keep the corn steady, that makes the diet that much. It makes sense. And cool. when you have to truck your corn to the mill at that kind of volume, just like we were saying before, you spend hours hauling it, which well, is all mixing cost. it. All right. cost staff trucks. Wasted cost. Yeah. So if you're gonna take it off the field, put it someplace where you don't have to rehandle. Yeah. And you guys, you mentioned that you guys own your own fleet. So how far out do you guys kind of go with your deliveries? Well, with the efficiency of this mill, we think we're going to be able to get further. The old mill, we were limited. We could not take on new customers. We were handcuffed. I mean, we were getting as much out of that thing as you could possibly get. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough. So um, so the efficiency of this mill will allow us to uh, truck it a little bit further. So that cost savings in manufacturing, we can spend on trucking yeah. and still be competitive. Uh, so were you guys able to put all of your staff from the old mill and yeah. keep everyone? That's yeah. great. Uh, like you said, they, they like working for you. Well, this is a question I always ask. What's your biggest like, whoa, moment? This is completely changing the game on how we make our feed. I but, think just the efficiency of this mill, you know, like the example we used before, it would take 35, 40 minutes to make one. And it was made in what, 
11 minutes or something like that. So that tells you that, I mean, we're shrinking that. Everything kind of dialed in and figured out and employees used to using what we have here. It's going to be very, very, very efficient. The biggest like wow moment for me was to see the integration between, interfacing between batching software and our ERP software, the actual capture of data back. This is what we sent you to manufacture. This is what you manufactured and now bring that back to home base to invoice. That's pretty cool stuff. When you see it, when you're finalizing it, it all comes together. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is going to work. <laughs> you know, because you talk to these software developers, you guys got to talk to each other. How do you can make this work? You know, it starts coming. You get a few glitches here or there. You, you work through them and looking through them. But it, it is impressive to see that happen. Those are both very good answers. My favorite answer I ever got when someone was just like, the lights. I love how bright it is in there every time I go in there. I can't think of any more questions I have for you right now. Ah, what an abrupt ending. Thank you so much for listening. We actually said our goodbyes off the mic. So I wanted to jump in here and say, till next time, stay safe out there.